0: The First Part of Tamburlaine the Great by Christopher Marlowe This is a LibriVox recording All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org Introduction read by Martin Geeson Tamburlaine the Great who from a scythian shepherd by his rare and wonderful conquests became a most puissant and mighty monarch and for his tyranny and terror in war was termed the scourge of god divided into two tragical discourses as they were sundry times showed upon stages in the city of london by the right honourable the lord admiral his servants now first and newly published, London, printed by Richard Jones at the sign of the Rose and Crown near Holborn Bridge, a thousand five hundred ninety, quarto. The above title page is pasted into a copy of the first part of Tamburlaine in the library at Bridgewater House which copy, excepting that title-page and the address to the readers, is the impression of 1605. I once supposed that the title-pages which bear the dates 1605 and 1606, see below, had been added to the quartos of the two parts of the play originally printed in 1590. But I am now convinced that both parts were really reprinted, the first part in sixteen o five and the second part in sixteen o six, and that nothing remains of the earlier quartos except the title-page and the address to the readers, which are preserved in the Bridgewater collection in the bodleian library oxford is an octavo edition of both parts of Tamburlaine, dated fifteen ninety the title-page of the first part agrees verbatim with that given above the half-title page of the second part is as follows the second part of the bloody conquests of mighty Tamburlaine. With his impassionate fury for the death of his lady and love, fair Xenocrite, his form of exhortation and discipline to his three sons, and the manner of his own death. In the Garrick Collection, British Museum, is an octavo edition of both parts, dated 1592. The title page of the first part runs thus. Tamburlaine the Great, who from a Scythian shepherd, by his rare and wonderful conquests, became a most puissant and mighty monarch, sick, and for his tyranny and terror in war was termed the Scourge of God. The first part of the two tragical discourses, as they were sundry times most stately showed upon stages in the city of London by the right honourable the lord admiral his servants now newly published printed by richard jones dwelling at the sign of the rose and crown near holborn bridge the half-title page of the second part agrees exactly with that already given perhaps the octavo at oxford and that in the british museum for i have not had an opportunity of comparing them are the same impression differing only in the title pages langbane account of english dramatic poets page three hundred and forty four mentions an octavo dated fifteen ninety three the title pages of the latest impressions of the two parts are as follows in the great who from a state of a shepherd in scythia by his rare and wonderful conquests became a most puissant and mighty monarch london printed for edward white and are to be sold at the little north door of st paul's church at the sign of the gun a thousand six hundred five quarto timberlane the great with his impassionate fury for the death of his lady and love fair his form of exhortation and discipline to his three sons, and the manner of his own death. The second part, London, printed by E. A. for Ed White, and are to be sold at his shop near the little north door of St. Paul's Church, at the sign of the gun. A thousand six hundred six quarto. The text of the present edition is given from the octavo of fifteen ninety two collated with the quartos of sixteen o five to six. End of introduction. Dedication. Read by Martin Giessen. To the gentlemen readers and others that take pleasure in reading histories, gentlemen and courteous readers, whosoever, I have here published in print for your sakes the two tragical discourses of the scythian shepherd Tamberlane that became so great a conqueror and so mighty a monarch me hope is that they will be now no less acceptable unto you to read after your serious affairs and studies than they have been lately delightful for many of you to see when the same was shewed in london upon stages i have purposely omitted and left out some fond and frivolous gestures digressing and in my poor opinion far unmate for the matter which i thought might seem more tedious unto the wise than any way else to be regarded though haply they have been of some vain conceited fondlings greatly gaped at what time they were shewed upon the stage in their graced deformities nevertheless now to be mixtured in print with such matter of worth it would prove a great disgrace to so honourable and stately a history great folly were it in me to command unto your wisdoms either the eloquence of the author that writ them or the worthiness of the matter itself I therefore leave unto your learned censors both the own and the other, and myself, the poor printer of them, unto your most courteous and favourable protection, which, if you vouchsafe to accept, you shall evermore bind me to employ what travail and service I can to the advancing and pleasuring of your excellent degree yours most humble at commandment richard jones printer end of dedication